Good evening everyone, I am back again for another episode of Ancient Podcast. It's been a very busy week and I know I've been quiet these days but here I am. Today is a special day as this will be the final episode of the Chronicles of Turkmenistan. It has been a long journey for us but sad to say everything comes to an end. But I am still proud that I managed to discuss everything to you. Once again, I would like to thank Miss Christy Lopez for granting me this project. So let's begin. Our finale should be fun and exciting, right? I will be discussing to you some amazing facts about Turkmenistan. So indeed, um, Turkmenistan, a place where funky post-Soviet hangover meets the eccentricities of a totalitarian former president, blend all of this with Silk Road history, traditional nomadic culture, and the listening white marble capital of Ashgabat, and you have the least known and visited of all the Central Asian countries. Turkmenistan is just one of those places, um, fantastical and puzzling. It maintains an element of surprise. Something unexpected lurks around every corner. To help, uh, to help you understand a bit more about this offbeat destination and why it's worth a visit, here, un- here are 9 unusual facts. So facts, okay, about Turkmenistan to put the country in context. First, Turkmenistan is one of the least visited countries in the world. Wow. So although recent and reliable visitor numbers are a bit hard to come by, Turkmenistan remains one of the least visited countries in the world counting only 8,100 visitors in the year 2012. As you'll see below, that's not due to the lack of things to do and see there. So, uh, instead, the low tourist numbers are due to a complicated visa regimen, which makes it difficult to obtain all the appropriate paperwork. Here's a side note. If you're on one of the G Adventures tours, uh, tours in Turkmenistan, your visa support is included as part of the tour. Second, Turkmenistan is 70% desert. Travel across Turkmenistan and you encounter a lot of sand. The desert and sand are the prominent geographical feature as the majority of the country is home to the vast Karakum Desert. What's remarkable, difficult to imagine, and central to comprehending the country's geologic history is that its entire area was home to a giant sea. 30 million years ago. Today, you can still find remnants of this ancient during your desert walkabouts. Keep your eyes open for not not to lose fossils and perfectly round cannonball-like natural stone forms called uh, concretions, self-contained time capsules whose interiors reveal well-preserved sea fossils. Third is the Darvaza gas crater is a man-made mistake. Wow. One of the biggest draws for travelers in Turkmenistan, the Darvaza gas crater, burns continually in the middle of the desert, also known as the gate of hell. The gas crater really does lend the feeling of staring into hell, particularly at night when its red flames flare up against the blackness of the desert night. So although the gas crater may appear a natural phenomenon, it is actually the result of a mistake made by a group of Soviet geolo- geologists who were drilling for natural gas in 1971. 
After the equipment and transport fell into the hole and gas began escaping, they opted to light it on fire, imagining it would take only a few days to burn off. Considering that the crater uh, still burns over 48 years later, you could say the calculation of available subterranean gas was a bit off. So Turkmenistan is home to several Silk Road cities and UNESCO sites, that's the fourth. Although Turkmenistan Silk Road uh, sites may not be as famous as those of its neighbor, Uzbekistan, they are impressive in a unique, authentic, and undisturbed way. Together, they form a thread of a fascinating story about the role this religion played as a trading center along the Silk Road between the 18th, I mean, the 8th to 13th centuries. With an estimated million people in 11th to 12th centuries, Merv was the largest of the Silk Road urban centers, surpassing the size and importance of now-famous Bukhara and Samarkand in Uzbekistan. This oasis city was although the cap- capital of the great Seljuk state until it was sacked by Genghis Khan or Genghis Khan and his Mongol army in the year 1221 and never fully recovered. Kunya Urgench, a Silk Road city under the border with Uzbekistan and also a UNESCO site, was a site of culture, learning, and prominence during the 11th and 12th centuries. It was once the second largest city in the Samanid Empire and featured a distinct architectural style which can still be found in places like Iran and Afghanistan today. It was built in the 13th century after it rebelled against and was destroyed by the Mongols, only to be destroyed again by Tamerlane in the 14th century as he feared it a competitor to Samarkand. Today, the ruins and remains of these two cities are a tiny fraction of what once existed hundreds of years ago. Intriguingly, they are still being explored and excavated. When you visit, you'll feel a bit like an archaeologist trying to fit together pieces of history. Now, I like that. For number five, you can always tell a Turkmen man by his telpek. So, I will discuss to you what is telpek. Turkmen people are descended from the nomadic Ogus tribes that moved into this region in the 7th century. Even today, Turkmen people still associate themselves with five main nomadic tribes. One of the signs of this nomadic tradition and culture is the Telpek, a large sheepskin hat worn by men. As with other similar nomadic headwear found elsewhere in Central Asia, the Telpek is designed to maintain a stable body temperature throughout different types of weather, from the hot summer days to the cold cold winter nights of the desert. Sixth, Asgabat, the capital city, is in the Guinness Book of World Records. So Turkmenistan's capital city unique Las Vegas meets Pyongyang look comes from its grand boulevards, fountains, grandiose statues, and glistening white buildings. This is all thanks to the building boom initiated by former President Sapar Murat Niyazov, also known as Turkmen Bashi, after the country gained independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. 
The central part of the city, flush with massive structures and elaborate public spaces, literally shines in the hot desert sun thanks to being built primarily in white marble. In fact, so much marble was consumed in the construction of the city. The Guinness Book of World Records has awarded Ashgabat the prize of having the highest density of marble buildings in the world. Okay, I'm sorry, but Ashgabat should be pronounced as Ashgabat, not Ashgabat. Okay, so going back, like much of Turkmenistan, the sight of it all can border on the surreal and amount to something you couldn't quite imagine if you didn't see it for yourself. You have to see it for yourself. Seventh, plov is the favorite dish in Turkmenistan. Composed of mounds of rice mixed with meat, carrots, and spices fried in a large pan, plov, which is like a pilaf, can be found everywhere in Turkmenistan. From intimate family picnics as sacred sites to grand wedding celebrations, Turkmen hospitality is such that if a family sees that you don't have food with you, they will typically offer you a plate of their plov to share. And it's delicious. Sounds delicious as well. Eighth is, Turkmen melons are so famous and sweet, they have their own national holiday. It's hard to believe that such a dry and arid country can produce melons so sweet, juicy, and large. Indeed, Turkmen melons are so highly regarded that they've garnered their own national holiday. Having once supplied uh, much of the Soviet Union, Turkmenistan's melons are famous throughout the region. Today, it's hard to find Turkmen melons outside of the country. However, if you plan your visit to Turkmenistan to overlap with the second day, Sunday in August, you'll be able to enjoy melons to your hearts or your stomachs. The light on the official Melon Day national holiday. And lastly, the land of unusual laws. President Sapar Murat Niyazov, the first president of Turkmenistan from 1991 to 2006, was well-known notorious perhaps for having conceived of a string of unusual laws passed during his tenure. Some of these laws were rationalized under the premise of trying to preserve traditional Turkmen culture. For example, no opera, ghost date, or spandex. Yes, you read that correctly. Other laws were merely based on the whim of a president with full power and control. For example, enacting a law changing the names of the days of the week to match the names of the members of his family, or banning smoking in public because he was trying to quit smoking and didn't want to see other people during his personal struggle. While many of these laws were changed back once the current president, Gurbangali, Gurbangali Birdie Who, uh, Birdie Muhammadu came to power, some still remain, and new ones emerge. For example, um, black cars are not forbidden in Turkmenistan in favor of white cars because white is a color that brings good luck. So when you visit Turkmenistan, take it all in and ask for the story behind it. I find these things very fascinating. 
But I guess that's the end of it. I'm thinking for my next project, I will have to make a vlog out of the country once I visit it. Hopefully, hopefully the pandemic will end soon. Anyway, I am Zain Ramirez. Thank you for staying ar- sticking around with me until the final episode. I will see you again next time. Have a great night ahead. Bye!